In today's show, we're looking ahead to Monday in the NBA, what we're watching for injury updates and streaming waiver wire options. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked On NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There are seven games on Monday, so we're going to look ahead to all of those, plus some streaming options. It is a streaming day with only seven games on, so warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Hornets and the Magic. Lamella Ball is back. I'm sure you're aware of that, but he's back, and that's cool. We're excited about that. Um, we want to see where the minutes go. That's the most important thing, and then how it impacts everybody else. Now, I'm not one to look at, say, PJ Washington Jr., who really struggled last game and go, oh, well, it's because Lamelo's back and took all his usage. Okay, that's cool. That doesn't account for PJ not shooting well or having one rebound. All right, I think that we want to see Lamelo work back in, how it impacts guys like Dennis Smith, who's still questionable, Gordon Hayward's questionable, how it impacts Jalen McDaniels and Kelly Oubre, and just the general impact of Lamelo Ball. I also want to watch Oubre, who I don't believe will be a long-term 12-team league hold. I just don't think he's a very good player. I don't think Steve Clifford particularly likes him. He's already not top 150 in category leagues this season. And I think eventually when the team is healthy, he's just going to get marginalized a little bit. But for now, the minutes are there. The usage is still there, especially if Haywood remains sidelined. And we'll see what value he has next to LaMelo Ball. Um, we know Cody Martin is out. Marco Fultz is out. Gary Harris is out. Cole Anthony's out. The other big one, apart from Haywood, is the presence of um, Paulo Banquero. We don't know whether he's going to be available, and that obviously changes a lot for the Orlando Magic. They'll start Trimmer KK in his position if he is out. KK can be a streamer for steals. It also does improve the value of Muhammad Bamba in that situation in Orlando. I wouldn't say that he'd be a must-roster guy, but there is at least some marginal stream value. He's had a couple of interesting games lately, but it's not anything that I want to get excited about long-term. But let's see what he does. And also Jalen Suggs, who's been up and down. I do believe, especially in a points league, that Jalen Suggs is must-roster in 12-team leagues. I think in category leagues, you probably do want to roster him until we see if Fultz and Anthony and Harris and what actually happens when all those guys return. But for now, he's the last man standing, or he's the only man standing, really, in terms of the guards, and we want to see how his value looks in that situation. Raptors and Pistons is the next game. The Raptors are five-point favorites. There's no total out for this one. We know Siakam is out. We know Achua is out. We know that Cade Cunningham is also out. My name is Richie Cunningham. So that opens up really a lot on this team in terms of um, production and value. On the Toronto side of things, Fred Van Vliet is also questionable. He missed last game. Now, I want to talk about two guys that I have been more down on than others. And recently, they have been performing poorly. Scotland Barnes. The shot is just off for him. And I think we have to understand that he isn't a good shooter. And, oh, but Josh, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. He's not a good shooter, right? And that's fine. 
He does a lot of other things well. His assists have been up this season. The steals and blocks have been okay. The rebounds have been solid. But he hasn't taken the step forward that I think a lot of people were expecting, me included. Smaller step forward for me, but he still hasn't taken it. And I want to see that change around. Last season, he really put up big numbers when someone went down. Siakam was out, or Van Vliet was out, or OG was out. Barnes' numbers went up. This season, that hasn't really been the case. And then Gary Trent, someone, again, I'm notoriously down on, has been, I'd say, bad most of this season. And without those almost league-leading steal numbers, top five in steals, and we did this in the preseason. If you weren't around for the preseason videos, we did this. Hey, hey, what are the categories that are most variable year on year? Steals was by far the number one. And then we also looked at, hey, who were the top five contributors in steals? And Trent was like third. So you had to put a level of skepticism on him. That doesn't mean that he wasn't going to get big steals, and he still might, but it's the chance of it happening is lower. And his minutes are down. He's playing poorly. He's not a drop, but he might be. He might be at some point. So those guys need to get back on track. For the Pistons, I said here, you know, this is the title of this show is what to watch for. Is it what I want to watch? No, because then I definitely wouldn't have Marvin Bagley on this list. But I want to watch to see what Dwayne Casey does with the Stewart, Bagley, Duran minutes. Does Stewart cut more into Bagley? Or sorry, does Bagley cut more into Stewart? Does he eliminate Duran? Like what sort of foolishness is going to happen? Are four years of data on Marvin Bagley for me going to be proven wrong and he's going to become a good player? I want to watch that as well. So I want to see what Marvin Bagley's impact is. I also want to see Killian Hayes. 35 and 34 minutes the last two games, double-digit scoring in three straight, seven assists and six rebounds in each of the last two games, three steals in one, three threes in another, big, big numbers, good category league numbers. Now, he might have four points on 12 shots in this next game and do nothing. That's possible. Or Alec Burks might play 25 minutes and Hayes plays 26. Or Corey Joseph inexplicably plays 25 minutes. This is all possible. But Hayes is worth grabbing. He's worth having a look at. And we want to see what the rotation looks like in this situation with um, those guys out. Or Cunningham out in particular. Burke should be returning after resting last game. The next game we take a look at. The Suns and the Heat. No total or spread out for this one because we don't know whether Chris Paul is going to play. We don't know if Tyler Hero is going to play. Hero's missed the last three. Paul's missed the last two. Paul is questionable hero. We don't have an official update yet. We know Cam Johnson's out. Landry Shamit's out. Victor Oladipo is out. Of course, we just keep rolling with campaign until Chris Paul returns. But also, watch DeAndre Ayton. Like, can this bloke do something? Like, can he step it up at all? Can he show some effort? Can he grab some rebounds? Can he block a shot? Can he get to the free throw line? So far, the answer to all those things has been no. But, maybe it changes. He's been dreadful. Mikael Bridges, some big ups, some big downs, especially last game. But I just want to watch him because I really like watching him play. He puts up really solid numbers most of the time, but there's been a little bit of variability in his production this season. For the Heat, Max Struess has been really good, really thriving with the absence of Oladipo and Hero. He is still just more of a points and three sort of a stream guy long term, I think. But he's got a real chance here at another solid game with Hero out. And then Bam Adebayo's last couple of games have been really, really strong. It was a slow start from Bam, but he is putting it together. He is picking it up. And let's see if we can keep that train rolling for Bam Adebayo. Speaking of trains rolling, maybe you work for a locomotive company. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. And maybe you're looking to hire a steam engineer. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're just looking for a job for your small business. Because doing that, hiring people, it's, it's a hassle. And it is costly. And it's something you need to pay extreme attention to. 
in the past. It's been a process that's been really troubling and long and uh, labor-intensive. But now with LinkedIn Jobs, you can help the they help you. Sorry, find the right people for your team faster and for free. You go in, you create the job. That's your first step. LinkedIn Jobs easy. Go create the job, and then you add onto your profile on LinkedIn the purple hashtag hiring frame, and that lets people know that you are in fact hiring. That's what the hiring word would mean. Simple tools like the screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience, so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Easy stuff. You wouldn't want it any other way, really, because we know this is one of the biggest costs in any sort of business is getting the right staff in. Small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Thunder Celtics. Back-to-back here for Oklahoma City after beating the Knicks on Sunday. Is there any risk of Shea sitting? I don't think so, but who knows? Don't be surprised when something comes up. The Celtics are 11-point favorites. Rob Williams is out. Trey Mann had to leave Sunday's game early due to a back issue, so watch that one. Um, Darius Baisley dealing with an ankle problem. I'm not sure whether he will play. Jalen Brown missed last game with a knee problem. Malcolm Brogdon has missed two straight with a hamstring issue. So there's a lot here that can happen. For the Thunder... No, my son is also named Bort. As you're well aware, oh, I just got an update actually on the Celtics. Um, Brogdon is out, but Jalen Brown is in. There you go. Jalen Brown will play, Brogdon is out. So we just got that update as I'm recording this. Um, For the Thunder, Lou Dort putting up some up and down numbers. Good on Sunday, but I I don't trust him long term. I don't think he's a category league must roster player. Maybe he changes my mind. I don't know. And then also watch Josh Giddy. He was on the Bilo show the other day. And since then, he's put up good games. I think he's back on track. We want to keep watching it. We want to see if we can get some peripherals, some better shooting, some threes, some defensive stats. It'd be good, but he looks to be back on track. For the Celtics, I expect Al Horford's back-to-back spasms will be okay, and he'll return. So do we get one-shot Grant Williams again, or do we get the Grant Williams that can put up big numbers like we did last time out? Where does Grant fit with a healthy Horford next to him? And then Jason Tatum who has been great this season. But I think there's regression coming. He's doubling his career block rate. He's shooting 60% from two-point range when he was at like 52 last season. Like those sort of increases aren't impossible, but they're very uncommon. So we want to see if this is just a hot streak for Tatum. I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but does he maintain top four value or does it fall away when some of those percentage and block numbers do drop away somewhat, which I do think is probably going to happen. Clippers and the Rockets. The Clippers are five-point favorites. The total here is not available at this point. We're expecting Kawhi Leonard to remain out of this one. Maybe he returns later in the week. They play, I don't expect Kawhi to play Tuesday, but they play Thursday and Saturday, so maybe there's a chance that he plays um, on the thir- in the Thursday game. Jason Tate and Bruno Fernando will be out for Houston again. So that's basically the rotation they've been running the last couple of games. We want to watch John Wall because he's getting 23 to 27 minutes. He's really hurting percentages usually, but the assists have been really strong. I don't believe he's a must-roster player, but the assists have value. So let's see, can he push more into Reggie Jackson's playing time? And then Norman Powell's been top 100 over the last week. How real is that? I don't think it's really that real at all, but he's back on track a little bit. What I really want to watch is minutes. Is it 24? Because that's not enough. 
28 or 29, then it is. For the Rockets, Jabari Smith Jr. Ah, Smitty. Sort of back on track. Blocks, rebounds last game, scoring a little bit better. We knew he wasn't going to continue to be a 30% shooter. It's still not good, but it's on the way up. If he is on your waiver wire, I would grab him. And then KJ Martin, who's getting decent run with Tate out, still not starting because he's behind Smith and Gordon. I don't really see him as a 12-team league player, but at least on a day like this when there are seven teams only playing, you can stream him in while Tate is out. But I'm not really convinced long-term. The Hawks and the Bucks. Middleton will be out. Bogdanovich will be out. But we don't know about Drew Holiday, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Grayson Allen, or Anyaka Okongwu. So quite a few names there that are really important um, for us to pay attention to. For the Hawks, John Collins is basically invisible at the moment. Um, why that is, I'm not 100% sure. But look, it's, it's definitely the case. He just doesn't touch the ball. And it's impacting his that production we saw from him early this season. I'm leaning more towards that this is just who John Collins is going to be. His minutes are down. His production is down. But maybe we see something different. Last game, AJ Griffin played the entire fourth quarter. Didn't play at all before that. I think he's really good. But Nate McMillan is one of those stubborn coaches that I'm not sure that he's going to play him those big minutes every game. Since that 31-minute game, he had 10, 14, and 12. And last game, again, it was just the entirety of the fourth quarter as they mounted a comeback against the Sixers. I just want to see if McMillan can wise up and play him. He's not going to be a 12 or 14 team leg guy, but I just want minutes. For the Bucs, Javon Carter's had two absolute monsters in a row. The real challenge is going to be, can he do anything when Giannis and Drew play? The answer so far has been no, but maybe it's different. Or we just keep streaming him if Giannis and Drew are out. Also, Brooke Lopez, who we know has been ridiculous this season and continues to play well. Like, big minutes in some of these games, scores well sometimes, blocks well sometimes, hit threes in other games. He's all over the place in terms of sort of game-to-game stuff, but there's always something good happening. I'm still having a level of skepticism about him being able to maintain that, but man, like, he's been so good. And it's been it's been impressive, for sure. Let's go to the next game. It is the Spurs and the Warriors. This is a back-to-back for Golden State. Um, I feel like I've missed a game here, but no, I don't think I have. Let's go through and just make sure I haven't missed one. Um, Sorry, just bear with me while I just go through this. No, I haven't, I think. No, we're good. Spurs-Warriors, back-to-back for Golden State. I expect Clay Thompson to sit back-to-back. Zach Collins will be out. Romeo Langford is ruled out. Malachi Branham is also out. On the Spurs side, I know what I'm watching. It's Goldfinger. It's Charlie Bassey. He's been a revelation. It's the start of a five-game week. He should be rostered. So should Jeremy Sohan. Sohan now. I like Sohan. He's been a mediocre fantasy contributor so far, but the five games does push him into the realms of being a useful player. So go and add both of those guys and see what happens this week. For the Warriors with Clay out, can Jordan Poole thrive maybe? I don't know. He's been pretty poor most of the time. Last game was a little bit better. But he'll get an opportunity to start. And then with Clay out, there are probably more minutes available for Jeremy oh, Jeremy Lamb. No, he's gone. Anthony Lamb. It's him, Moses Moody, Dante DiVincenzo. Lamb has is playing some good basketball for them. And he's you know, taking the minutes of John Kaminga. He might be a streamable option, but it's probably more for 14-team leagues versus being in, uh, in 12-team formats. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. We've got Sunday Night Football, the Chargers and the Niners. If you want to find out about that, 
But all the other NFL action, including Monday night's Washington and Philadelphia game, which looks like a snoozer, but that's fine. You can go in there and see that the Eagles are 11-point favorites to round out Week 10 in the NFL. Whatever professional or amateur league you're looking for, they've got it. Football, basketball, soccer, or even esports. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website, which is betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's look at some streaming options. Back-to-backs on Monday, Tuesday, it's the Spurs and the Clippers. So expect John Wall to sit one of those games on the Tuesday. So Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann. Kawhi's probably going to be out both of them as well. So there is some streaming value for those. And Spurs guys, you know, Bassie, Sohan, Richardson. Um, with Langford out and Branham out, there's going to be a lot of minutes having to push into Richardson here. So yeah, Bates Diop, maybe get some extra minutes. If Vassell plays a lot more too. Maybe even some one with some of his passing uh, skills. So there is um, some interesting stream options for those teams. For just Monday, we're looking at these guys are available in 50% of leagues using our advanced roster percentage metric. Tory Craig, Charles Bassey, Killian Hayes is a good stream. Um, Caleb Martin, Jeremy Sohan, Kavon Looney, Javon Carter. And that really elevates if Drew and Giannis are out. And Thad Young who started at center last game for the Raptors and has another opportunity maybe in this one. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in 90% or more. Tory Craig, Caleb Martin, Jeremy Sohan, Thad Young, Damian Lee in Phoenix, Alec Burks in Detroit, Dante DiVincenzo, and then Ujman Garuba in Houston. And then for points leagues, these guys are all available in over 50% of all Yahoo leagues. Mason Plumley, Chris Boucher, absolute musts, I think, those guys. Killian Hayes, Tory Craig, Jeremy Sohan, Kavon Looney, Tari Eason, and Thaddeus Young as options for you. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And if you are here on YouTube, you know what to do. Please thumb it up, leave your comments, subscribe, and ring the bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.